often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 551. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse with my good old cat, Agent Fox Mulder, behind me. He's staring over here saying that, so he may freak out at some point and want some food. <laughs> Hopefully not, though. I think it, I think it'll be all right. I'm starting at another disadvantage again tonight as I'm recording late, as I did last week. It seems to be a thing I'm going to concurrently do every week here, but uh, which sucks because I'm off my game. I was going to go at like, uh, uh, I was ready to roll at like 3 o'clock, and then I had to go fix my mother's toilet, and uh, what can I say? It was... Uh, that took about four hours, uh, several trips to Lowe's as uh, finding the right parts. And man, I fucking hate fixing things. <laughs> fucking hate it. I didn't have any of the right tools. I had to go, not only did I have to go to Lowe's, I had to come back home, get the the right tools. I think the worst part about it is like uh, the only ones that would possibly work for a part at Lowe's were the universal ones, you know, not meant for a specific brand of toilet. Just like, oh, this will work for any brand of toilet. And, of course, the gasket did not. There was not a gasket that fit the the, uh, the toilet very well. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, uh, what can I say? I left, and at first it was leaking when I first filled it up. And uh, I had to really wrench that fucker on there to uh, make up for the fact that uh, there was a massive <laughs> casket on there that shouldn't be on there. And uh, I really had to over-tighten that thing. And I don't know, man. Hopefully hopefully it stays not uh, <laughs> the way it is. Because, <laughs> again, I fucking hate fixing shit. I hate fixing shit. I... Uh, I was about ready to, you know, it was too late in the day anyway by the time I had fucking done all that to, like, call a plumber or anything. And being a Saturday night, I don't, been able to get a plumber over there. And, uh, yeah, it's just not a good way to start the day. As, uh, I had plenty of other things planned for the day. I was going to record some, and, uh, I was going to play some guitar tonight. I was going to do, <laughs> get some other, some video games with some friends. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I had to skip out on a bunch of shit. And, uh, I was, shit, I had, I did make it to the gas station. I had to get gas, especially since I kept driving back and forth. I ended up having to get gas. It's like, motherfucker. And now I feel rushed again. I like to, I've been recording the podcast, like, early in the day so I can, uh, not feel as rushed. I feel like my brain's working better now that I'm late at night, though I did just have some more fucking of an energy drink of a monster, half a. Well, less than half a monster. So my brain is firing, I guess. It's a pretty good rate. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is, man. I've always hated fucking working and housework and shit. That's why I didn't really want to get a mortgage and have to pay <laughs> to have stuff fixed myself instead of you know, calling up the landlord sort of stuff. But, you know, when I was house hunting, uh, renting, there just was nothing to rent. Unless I wanted to pay a fortune, which was like I was actually saving money by fucking getting a mortgage. Really, it fucking sucks. <laughs> I would have loved to just call a fucking landlord up and be like, "Hey, bitch, <laughs> come fix this shit." Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, that's the way way to be. Uh, but yeah, not the situation I'm in. It's not as bad, I guess, if I had to fix something here of my own because. Well, for one thing, with the toilet situation here, like, one goes down. I've got another one, and I have all my tools here. I have a good amount of tools. I don't have to go back and forth between somewhere to get tools. And, you know, there there's probably, you know, a situation where I might have to get a different tool, which sucks. Then you have to go to fucking Lowe's or something. Like, doing car work. I'm not crazy about that either. <laughs> 
Uh, but, uh, oh man, fuck, fuck you, Microsoft. They're giving me alerts about wanting to upgrade things. Anyway, uh, yeah, man, I don't know what it is. I was, I guess I should have been born rich is my problem. Or maybe, I don't know, been a little bit more intelligent, uh, with, uh, my life choices to where I would have ended up with more money at this point to where, uh, any work that needed to be done, I could just pay someone to do. I feel, feel like that would have probably been... <laughs> beneficial but here i am uh and uh i don't know man i try not to get fucking pissed off about it but i get pissed off about it especially when you know i you know stuff like that and i don't expect to have to fix something and then all of a sudden i gotta fix it and uh so i'm immediately in a bad mood and uh it's not great it's not great i don't like being pissed off and all that it's uh But that's the way I'm wired. I don't know. You know, I know myself, unfortunately, too well these days. And uh, <laughs> even before going into it, I'm like, I know I'm just I'm just going to be pissed off. Uh, if I would just win that lottery, things would be so much better. <laughs> and whatever I fix shit, too. Like, uh, like I, it's crazy because I have, like, a mind. To, I can figure out things. Like, I'll eventually figure out a way to, to fix it. Whether I got to buy like 10 new tools or what have you, <laughs> I know I can troubleshoot and, uh, you know, if all else fails, look on YouTube or whatever. Uh, I can find my way to fixing it, but like I have no interest in doing that. I have zero interest in it. Not a, not an inkling. I remember like at a younger age, like wanting to like restore a car. Cause I always just thought it was really cool to get like an old car, like a car, like uh, at a young age. I remember liking like 69 Camaros specifically. Cause I mean, there's 69. It's like the best year Camaro. <laughs> you get the SS, the rally sports aren't bad, but the SS, the super sport, you know, those were pretty great cars. And just like to bring something to life that was, you know, run down and everything just sounds so cool. Yeah. But yeah, thinking about that now, I'm like, man, there's no fucking way <laughs> I would do that. Now that I've uh, experienced life with, like, fixing shit and stuff and how much, like, yeah, I really don't like doing that. <laughs> For some reason, though, like, I used to work on electronics a lot. And I, I was curious to the point where, like, I have, like, I guess, like, a decent brain when it comes to mechanical things figuring out like mechanisms and how they work and shit, which should make it to where fixing stuff should, you know, be almost exciting. But it's for some reason I, I would take apart uh, video game systems and shit and try to figure out <laughs> issues that I was having with it or VCRs and such. And, uh, <clears throat> hell, I don't really want to do that anymore, but <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's weird. I feel like I shouldn't hate doing it, but I do. It's a, a a conundrum, I guess. Uh, but now with getting that off my chest, getting the, <laughs> I can go back to what I was planning. I had a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about tonight, and uh, I feel like you know the events of having to fix a toilet is just like son of a bitch, <laughs> fucking. And I've had a toilet here that's been messed up for quite a long time that I have not fixed, mainly because I didn't want to buy the parts. I've been so broke. And uh, then there's the thing with that. I hate fixing shit. <laughs> Although since I don't have an emergency situation to where I can't use my toilet at all, that uh, I, you know, I don't, I can actually buy the specific parts for my toilet to where they'll fit. And I, f- I feel like that's a real advantage because I can just go on fucking Amazon and buy these parts. And yet I have not done that because uh, I have other priorities. <laughs> Uh, as uh, I did just buy a PlayStation 5 finally I got my tax money which was supposed to go towards you know paying down debt as I have a lot of that and uh, I was talking with the good old buddy Toddy that uh, was on the podcast many years ago and uh, we usually we for a long time were keeping in touch via just uh, playing games on the PlayStation together but he uh he he works a lot nowadays as a programmer and such <clears throat> and uh hasn't been gaming a whole lot but he's had a pay PlayStation 5 forever which there's a lot of games we can cross play anyway 
and uh, but he's uh, just got the game, which is free on the PlayStation Network right now. If you've got the PlayStation Plus, Battlefield 2042, I believe it is. Don't quote me on that. It's the year of 2040-something. I want to say it's 2042. Anyway, <laughs> you know, it's been out for a couple of years now, but it's a fairly new game-ish. <laughs> but uh, he said he was downloading it, and I was like, well, fuck. I was like, we were like messaging each other. I was like, well, fuck. I, I might as well just go buy a PlayStation 5 because if I were to play, I could download this on my PS4. Uh, but uh, there wasn't cross-gen uh, generation play on that game, but he went ahead and downloaded it on his PS4, but I'm like, well, fuck. If I play that on my PS4, I don't have a working controller. This is a first-person shooter. Like, fuck. Like, I might as well just fucking break down and go buy a PS5 because, like, I <laughs> I hadn't actually... I just got my tax money, and uh, I didn't have... I I didn't put it into debt yet, so I was like, ah, fuck. Guess I'll I'll guess I'll buy the PlayStation Five, and you know, I don't get out at all that anymore. I mean, I went to karaoke a couple of weeks ago, but other than that, dude, I don't fucking go out. So, like, I have like no social life whatsoever outside of like playing video games with people online, with people I you know work with and shit. I I know these people physically. I've been around them. <laughs> But, you know, I don't get out, so I have to, you know, so I just do shit at home. So I, you know, play guitar and video games. And uh, it's what keeps my little bit of sanity I have left. <laughs> so I'm like, well, fuck it. This is, this is for my mental sanity. I'm going to get PlayStation 5. And it was at least exciting for the first night or so. I mean, it's still exciting today. And Agent Mulder over here, he really seemed to enjoy, like, the sound when you first turn it on. And he just gets excited. Anyway, if you get like a, a box, <laughs> it doesn't matter what was in the box. I mean, it, it could just be a new trash can or something. He doesn't care. It's a fucking box and it's amazing to him. <laughs> and like I brought in the PS5 box and holy shit, you'd think it was Christmas morning and he was like a, you know, like a six year old, like holy shit, like getting a bike for the first time or something. And just like the excite level excitement. He was, and of course, he doesn't know what the fuck a P- PlayStation is. I mean, I got a PS4, but I mean, he he don't know about by the box. He don't know what's going on here. He just knows there's a box, and it's amazing. He's rubbing up against it. He's like, "What's in there? What's in there? Is that another feeder for me? <laughs> Are you gonna go back to automatically feeding me?" Which I quit, by the way. Uh, I think I quit that by the time last episode. I don't recall. <laughs> But I, I quit that, and now he's angry with me because he can't get extra food by sticking his leg up inside the machine and getting more food out. Uh, he seems mellow at the moment, though, so if I just shut up about the food, maybe <laughs> he won't freak out. But, yeah, it, it's funny how excited he gets. Just bring in any old box. I've got a box from Amazon just with nothing in it that I, I got a couple of weeks ago with some stuff in there, and, uh, dude, he's just loving that box I, I i'm just it's a small box so i don't mind just leaving it on the floor i mean i kept a box that my guitar was shipped in forever because he really loved that thing i kept it for months before i finally like all right i need to cut this box down <laughs> this smaller one i don't mind so much but uh yeah, it's funny it's like why would i go buy him a bunch of really nice treat or uh, toys that are expensive and shit like just give him a fucking box Buy yourself something and give him the box. Uh, but yeah, it is kind of cool to see, you know, the PS5 finally getting that. I would have probably bought one, you know, a long time ago, a couple of years ago now at this point. Had the uh, scarcity of them not been what it was. And maybe I wouldn't have gone so hardcore into the guitar as I have had. I've been able to get a PlayStation immediately as soon as they came out. Um. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm fortunate. I'm glad. I'm, I'm having fun playing guitar and stuff. I really enjoy it. So I, I, don't, I don't know if I can say, unfortunately, that that happened. Um, uh, other than uh, that, though, I mean, I had a few things that I was going to go into. I uh, I don't remember how I, 
oh, I <laughs> I was just looking up. Occasionally, I'll, you know, reminisce of uh, ladies that were once in my spank bank on a, on a reg. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll look up porn stars that, uh, that were big whenever, because uh, when I think of porn stars, I think of porn stars that came out when I was, you know, in my prime of baiting, which was, you know, like early 20s, just fucking pounded away, just beating the shit out of my uh, my uh <laughs> clam hammer as it were and uh there was a uh, one Jenny Lee which had uh, she had this one where uh I I think I discovered it actually after I started running so this wasn't in my early 20s but uh she she did a, a video where she uh just got done running and then she's in like the the run clothes and everything and then gets it on I got to say though she definitely didn't run before that cuz she looks not like someone that ran. <laughs> that just ran a bunch. I've been with plenty of people running for long distance, and uh, no matter how attractive the person, like, it's not, you know, you're all sticky, you're smelly. I guess maybe if you ran a couple yards, <laughs> it's not so bad. Of course, you know, she's got all the makeup on. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so she was in the spank bank from time to time. It's like... Uh, I never had like one particular uh, lady of choice, honestly, as far as uh, porn stars go. There was like it would it would change up. There was you know there's so much variety out there. And uh, this particular uh, lady, uh, Jenny Lee, though, and she's she's got fake breasts, by the way. And I'm, I'm not I'm, I typically don't like fake breasts, but she was just something about her that uh, made me look past that. <laughs> and uh, anyway. I was searching because I like uh, I don't know maybe it's just because I'm fucking old now I'm just like what happened to this lady of the lady of the night but she's not a prostitute she's a porn star I guess we wouldn't say lady of the night they might film these scenes during the day (laughs) anyway uh, clearly the monster has got me still a little jacked I'm glad I had some of that left to uh, to to down (laughs) but uh, uh, I've forgotten about the toilet already (laughs) <laughs> but uh, yeah I did a Google search just to see like uh, if she was on like Twitter and like or whatever just like uh, you know a lot of times porn really chews people up and spits them out the other end and in not a great way but then there's some like uh, Sasha Gray she's uh, seems to be doing really great these days she went she did act for a little bit in like uh, mainstream movies I don't remember they're mainly like like independent films. I don't think she was in any real big films, but she was taken as like a serious actress or actor, whatever you want to say. And uh, <clears throat> then she's a, a live streamer on Twitch now, and she uh, streams, uh, you know, playing video games and cooking and stuff. And I've watched her stream a little bit. She's pretty entertaining. And uh, although I worry about her because it seems like that's all she does. Like, I don't think she has much of a life outside of being a streamer, which I feel like I, I I have kind of turned into that, even though I'm not, like, live streaming. I'm recording. I'm just podcasting. I'm like, it's a weird thing to be. Like, I can't imagine. She does it every day, and, like, that's that's her job. Whereas I do a, this, like, once a week. At least for her, though, she's got re- interactions with her audience live. Because she's just, I believe, like, usually doing this live, and then the... Uh, I usually get the clips on like YouTube and stuff. Uh, I've followed quite a few different streamers. I used to do uh, Dr. Uh, Disrespect a lot, which I still haven't heard why he got canned from Twitch. Anyway. <clears throat> uh, but uh, yeah, a lot of the porn stars, they don't, uh, things don't end up well for, and the, this Jenny Lee, I was quite curious. And yeah, I guess things have not ended uh, up very well for uh, Miss Jenny Lee. She apparently did her last film in 2016, which she would have been like uh, into her early to mid 30s at the time. She's like 40 now. Uh, anyway, um, there's uh, a <clears throat> apparently uh, tunnels underneath Las Vegas. Which uh, I wish I had Shelly on to talk about this, because uh, <laughs> I was messaging him. It's like, hey, have you ever, did you ever meet any of the mole people? Because apparently, in these tunnels, 
they have what they call the mole people living in these tunnels. And uh, what ends up bringing people down there is uh, drug addiction, it seems. That uh, either heroin addicts or meth addicts end up going there when they have nowhere else to turn. And they go live in the tunnels of Las Vegas. And I would imagine, I mean, it's basically sewers and shit down there. Literally shit. Uh, Storm drains and everything. And just not a... I mean, I I don't think I'd like to to live in such a place, but hey, I think it's rent-free. Just saying, I think it's rent-free. There are some upsides uh, to being down that, though. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I've uh, watched some videos now on these people that live in these uh, tunnels. There's, I guess, a Dutch film crew that actually end up finding uh, Miss Jenny Lee, who her real name is Stephanie Sedora. Um, but, uh, she, uh, they interviewed her and, uh, she's, uh, let's see if I can find the clip. I will find the clip here real quick ish, quick ish or not. That's my computer's not, not wanting to help me a whole lot at the moment. Um, see, I, the way I would set up my PC works so much better. And then this shitty laptop I got rigged up here. <laughs> but uh, the way I've got the sound going, it doesn't uh, work so well going out of the uh, PC. But uh, that's what I used to record from is the PC. And if I got the sound going into the recording plus recording off that device, it it creates a lot of bad sounds. It's not good. Anyway, see, Jenny Lee, well, you will fucking work with me. <laughs> mole people and uh yeah they call them mole people of course because they don't see the sun let's see this like i just want to see this little clip and they don't have just the clip of her but uh you can tell it's her in the face i mean she's not really wearing any makeup and stuff her teeth are kind of fucked up but uh this is from several years ago when she was 36 though so she would have been who knows by now but people knowing that she was in those tunnels, there's probably some psychotic motherfuckers that watch her porn a lot and be like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go help her out, you know? And then, uh, let's see here. So, Hi. Here we go. They're talking to Jenny Lee. Hi, my name is Avout. What's your name? Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Nice to meet you. She looks like she's in the meth. This is where I live. Okay. How old are you? I am 36. 36, okay. And, and what's it like to, to be here as a woman? Um, not as difficult as you might think. Um, everybody's really respectful. Um, people down here are, are good to each other. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't think you find much. Okay. What was your job before you ended here? <laughs> I used to be in pornography. As an actress. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and and were you successful as a foreign actress? Oh yeah, too a little too successful maybe. I actually got very famous. Um. If I I should still be top one hundred on some you know some list somewhere. Poor <laughs> sub. She knows. Yeah. I used to be so hot. <laughs> 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 but uh. You know, I'm, but I'm happy. You know, I've, I have everything I need here. I'm not getting the vibe that she's happy. What's, what's the difference between under the ground and above the ground, where the strip is and all the casinos and the hotels? People are more accepting here. Under um, the ground. Yeah. Do you think you can ever get out of here? Um. You know, uh, uh, yes, but why? Do you like it here? <laughs> I kind of, I do, I do. You do um, like it? I do, like, sure, there's no water and... What do you um, like about it? Uh, I like that um, those hardships build camaraderie. Uh, so I feel like you end up making like more genuine friends. 
But how can you be so positive in this situation? Um, I mean, it's easy. People are, are amazingly adaptive uh, creatures. And um, you, you're used, you get used to whatever it is you is put on your plate, you know, whether you like it or not. And how do you do it, get, get used to this situation? <laughs> time, you know, a little bit of time. That's like, it. Just like everything else. Yeah, that, like, there was a moment where she seemed almost genuine when she was saying she was happy, but I'm guessing, man, she's got a, some bad shit happened. Which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate, because, uh, you know, she was a, a beautiful woman, and uh, it's like uh, shitting on a Rembrandt, or like cutting up, you know, a Van Gogh or something, when you see somebody that was uh, so attractive like that. To just, uh, I would imagine she probably didn't have a good time in the porn industry. She probably got addicted to drugs before probably dropping out. And, uh, you know, they say Hollywood's bad, you know, for the, like, the Me Too stuff. I can't imagine what the porn industry must be like. You're literally fucking everyone or getting fucked by everyone, literally. It's, uh, it's kind of part of the job. It's, uh, it's a fucked up thing. I don't know. Some people seem to, adjust well to it and uh, I would imagine yeah it's just a, a fucked up thing but uh, it's interesting seeing the stuff about the mole people because I watched a few videos on them and I guess there's mole people in all like the big cities uh, but this is of course Las Vegas uh, so I watched some stuff on the Las Vegas ones and uh, apparently they segregate their communities at least Vegas the heroin addicts have their own tunnel and the meth addicts have their own and uh, they don't they don't cross pollinate, from what I understand. Um, maybe you could even out though if you if you were all methed out, just take some heroin. I don't know how that works. Don't <laughs> I would suggest not taking either. But you know, maybe it's like a alcohol and coke thing to level off. You you take one or the other. <laughs> I can't imagine those two drugs. Probably they probably don't work well together. This is just a uh, spitballing. <laughs> Again, don't do that. Just saying maybe that could unite their communities if they uh, just dabbled a little on both sides. And they'd be like, you know what? I'm not going to steal all your stuff and then uh, stab your uh, neighbor there or your roommate. Uh, apparently, like, uh, in these tunnels, apparently, from what I understand, it is really dangerous. Um, for her to think that was, like, nor you know, fine down there and everything, and the people were really nice, I feel like... Shit had to go really bad for before going down in those tunnels. I don't know what kind of money she made off porn, but she was a pretty successful porn star. I would imagine she had some money. Unless she, I mean, she probably got some shitty deals. I mean, it's part of being a porn star. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what her net worth was at any point in time. As now it's... <sighs> Oh, this can't be. This can't be. Saying her net worth was $4 million at one point? That's... Ay-ay-ay. That... Who fucking figures... Okay, this is not the most reliable site. ZGR.net. I don't know that that's... This was in 2021. This was by 2020, 20, yeah, 2020, 2020 was when that was filmed with her down in there and saying 2021, she was making 4 million. I, I, why the fuck would she be in a tunnel <laughs> living like that? If she had millions of dollars, that can't be, uh, this cannot be. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, discrepancies on that, but I, I'm curious as to to what she. Uh, yeah, there, she has to have like no money. What What was the biggest? She had to make a lot of money though at one point, a lot more than I make at least. There's a. Uh, yeah, I don't care about her height and weight. 
Just give, just give me the money. Just give me the net worth. Start. I'm not finding any reliable sources, but it's not like she was that big. Uh, as of 2022, this site says 400k, which is starsgab.com. I don't think that's. Uh, which again. Uh. And it's saying she's like a yoga instructor now. I don't think I don't get that. <laughs> she's doing well. Maybe she is down in the tunnel doing yoga classes. Mole yoga. Uh. Oh no, they got the wrong. This is funny. This site's got it all wrong. Okay, um, because this has got another Jenny Lee, but it's showing pictures of the Jenny Lee porn porn star. Which is which is fucking funny. So she's an Instagram star. <laughs> yeah, they're confusing people together. They don't. Uh... Yeah, I don't. Uh... No. Yeah, there's way too many Jenny Lees. Um. Interesting. I don't think. Yeah, this is yeah, I'm getting very contradictory information. There's no way she's got millions of dollars and living in a fucking tunnel. Um That's fuck you money, man. You can if you want to live by yourself or with a few other people, you could <laughs> you can go live plenty other places. You don't have to be like in a warm place like Vegas or anything like that. And uh <clears throat> you know, you can go without <laughs> You can disappear and you don't have to go into a fucking tunnel for $4 million. I mean, you can live around here for $4 million. A small little place where you don't see sunlight and, and all that shit. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this site doesn't really give a whole lot of net worth. $100,000 US dollars as of 2019. That seems. That still even seems high. Home details living in her house in Las Vegas. Again, she's living in a fucking tunnel. Oh, damn you, Internet. And you're uh, not so good on facts. <laughs> Hopefully she's in a house by now. Um. Okay, in 2019, when I guess she was still working as a model, she charged about $400 to $700 for modeling, uh, for the modeling work. Um. So I guess that's like right before she went into the the tunnels. Uh, which at the time, maybe a hundred thousand dollars net worth, but in Vegas, that's not a whole lot of money if you just lose it all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> she poured her, appeared in more than a hundred porn films. That's that's some money right there. Again, I don't know what the fuck she was making. Uh. Good lord. But uh that's that's something they did start a uh there was a crowdsourcing thing on like GoFundMe or one of those that people were fans of Miss Stephanie Sedora or Jenny Lee uh were trying to help her out, trying to get her into rehab, which watching that video I don't get the impression she wanted to go to rehab <clears throat> or go out of that fucking tunnel. Um but uh yeah, they tried to raise some money for her, got a couple of grand. And uh don't know whatever happened to that money. I feel like maybe somebody probably pocketed it. <laughs> or maybe they did try to reach out to her, and she wasn't having it. <laughs> or maybe she did. I don't know. The The trail runs cold. It's almost like Malaysian Airlines Flight 317, which I've been watching the Netflix on that, the series on that, which is kind of good but it's already like I'm like second or third episode in it's already going into conspiracy theories I'm like alright I don't know this conspiracy theory shit but again no one really knows what happened to the fucking thing so at this point it's just fucking theories and uh it's I, I again I haven't seen all of it though so maybe the, it gets it gets better <laughs> as far as uh, out of the conspiracy theories and s some shit that's maybe a little bit more concrete. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, mole people, man. 
As uh, I was, yeah, when I, I messaged Shelly about him, like, hey, uh, <laughs> like you ever you ever meet any of these mole people? Which he met the homeless people, so he probably did meet some mole people. He just was unaware that they were mole people. Just you know, throwing it out there. I mean, he talked about a homeless guy shitting in a bag <laughs> on a bus. I bet he probably lived in one of those tunnels. He's probably good friends with Jenny Lee. Um, but uh. Yeah, there's a, I don't know what else to say about the mole people. As a, what I really wanted to get into originally this week, I was thinking, I was like, man, I went back and watched all of the original RoboCop, which going back and watching that. And I recently watched Die Hard again as well. And I got to say, I think the original RoboCop just might be my favorite action film of all time. I mean, that might be highly controversial to say. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people to dispute that. And uh, I know there's a lot of fans of Die Hard, which is a fantastic film. Great, great action film. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, action movies. He was in some damn, pretty damn good ones. Like, uh, you know, his early Terminator films. Like 1 and 2, I mean, Predator. Uh, But really, with the Arnold films, I don't look at it as so... I just... It's more of Arnold that's, like, great about those movies. And sure, like, there's, I mean, Predator's got Jesse the Body in there with his great fucking line. And you got fucking Carl motherfucking Weathers. Really, the love comes from just the like the big personality of Arnold. Whereas RoboCop, Peter Weller's great in it. But it's really the whole fucking thing. Paul, Van Ho- Paul Verhoeven is just fucking did such an amazing job with that film. And, of course, he did also the Total Recall with Arnold, which, again, another great film. I think RoboCop's better. I think RoboCop's better. And it's just a... It's a real mirror into what, like, American is. Like, American capitalism is. It's fucking RoboCop. <laughs> it's like... Uh, it's so good. I think Paul Verhoeven, I think he's Dutch. Um, And it was... uh. He'd only done like one or two like American films, I think, or English speaking films before this. Um, he hadn't done many, and uh, apparently he threw he when uh, he was given the script. Uh, he wasn't interested. He threw it away, and his wife pulled it out, and she's like, "No, I think you got to give this another chance. Like, really, like this is they've they really have something here. Like the uh, like it is a really." like in-depth look at like corporations and stuff in there, like the OCP stuff, uh, the Omni corporation. Um, <laughs> and, uh, thankfully, you know, she did that and, uh, he ended up making the film cause that film is fucking, fucking great. I love just the dialogue from the extras in the background. Like there's that part where RoboCop f- makes his first appearance uh, as RoboCop after he's been turned in Alex Murphy is turned in to RoboCop when he enters the police station as RoboCop there's like right beforehand there's that uh, actor in the background that's like I am a repeat offender I repeat I will offend again <laughs> and I don't know it's just so fucking great the, the delivery of that stuff I feel like it doesn't even seem scripted. Like, I feel like they just had like a drunk guy in there. Like, Hey, just, you know, say, you know, <laughs> go at it, buddy. Or maybe he wasn't supposed to say anything anyway. He's just like, I repeat, I, I'm a repeat offender. <laughs> like maybe they did pick up like a homeless guy, a mole person. And then like, give him some alcohol and be like, we are arresting you. <laughs> maybe he thought he was legit being arrested. And the, just the, the little segues in between stuff where you got like the, the commercials with the Nukem, the uh, board game. It's like battleship, but you're getting nuked. And the, the 6,000 S U X, the 6,000 sucks. The 6,000 S U X, the car that everybody apparently wants in there. It's just so good. And the, you know, I'd buy that for a dollar stuff. And it's just like, I mean, it's such a mirror to at the time would have been like the Reagan administration in America and just how they did not give a fuck about, you know, everyday people. It was just, (laughs) it was trick. This, this film is trickle down economics. This is how it works. 
this is the dystopia that that creates and uh it's just so fantastic and oh man the acting the lines i i just love it so much and there's just the violence in that film in the very beginning like what other film takes the protagonist of the movie and brutally murders him within what is it the first 15 minutes of the film he is fucking brutally murdered. And like they're laughing and shit while they're fucking taking his limbs off. But give the man a hand. Boom. Just fucking the uh oh so good. So fucking good. I have such a love for that damn movie. And uh the sequel, the first sequel that is RoboCop 2 was a damn fine film too I don't think it's quite as good as the original um but holy shit uh man <laughs> can't believe there's another screen movie uh this one really snuck up on me but I'm still talking about RoboCop here I'm trying to start to remain on uh <laughs> topic here i think i saw this in the theater originally i know i saw the second one in the theater but it came out in 87 and i would have been six years old (laughs) but i'm pretty sure my dad took me to see this shit i know i saw the sequel in the theater for a fact but i'm pretty sure i went and saw this film in the theater uh r-rated film and uh, maybe this has something to do with why i'm so fucked up (laughs) but uh i have such a love for this movie i mean it's so fantastic um there's <laughs> so much great about it. Like how awful these people are from OCP, this corporation. Like you get the, uh, when Dick Jones brings out Ed 209 in the beginning and, uh, you get the, uh, June, uh, junior, in, uh, not intern. Um, he's, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what you would call the guy, but young executive, whoever this guy is, he's, uh, told to uh, point the gun at Ed 209 it just gets blown to pieces. And this doesn't seem to affect people. T- I mean, they're freaking out in the moment, but at the end, you know, <laughs> Dick Jones doesn't seem to be bothered by this shit at all. It's like, it's just a quirk. It's a quirk, whatever. We're going to get this work figured out. Ain't no thing. Killed off our, our co-worker <laughs> right in front of us. The best part, though, is speaking of like OCP, I think is the the end. Um, spoiler alert if you've never seen the original RoboCop but uh, of course Dick Jones played by Ronnie Cox who was also in Deliverance Um, he was in Until Recall another Paul Verhoeven classic and uh, anyway uh, at the end you get Dick Jones uh, RoboCop comes in as well at this point he's Murphy he's 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 realized he's Murphy Um, whereas uh, Lewis has uh He's spent time with her, of course, and he's taken out Clarence Boddicker, played by the great, the fantastic Kurtwood Smith. He is so fucking good as Clarence Boddicker. Holy shit. Bitches, leave. His lines, and I don't know, the delivery, his voice is just so good. I love the way, can you fly, Bobby? Like, that is, I got to. I got I got to hear some real shit of that here. Can you fly, Bobby? Oh, so good. So fucking good. Bitches leave. And just like the way it plays in the scene, like he's just such a scumbag. Such a scumbag. And uh what I was going to get to at the end though, after Clarence Boddicker dies, after uh Murphy and Lewis take him out. Uh he goes to play a visit to Dick Jones there at OCP headquarters and takes out another Ed 209 with the Cobra assault cannon. <laughs> and uh, they take that fucker out. The uh, Ed 209, he goes up to the board uh, meeting that that's going on in front of, again, these most of the same people that watch their other coworker die right in front of them. And uh, it's cool, too, because, like, the the old man in the company is, like, a, kind of a good, the uh, who's referred to as the old man. Even in that film, he, uh, uh, Dan O'Herlihy, 
is uh, the actor's real name. But uh, they don't even have a real name for him. But in the sequel, he's like then the antagonist where Dick Jones is like the main antagonist. Maybe you could make an argument for Clarence Boddicker. But Dick Jones is the real big deal. He's the big shot. Dick Jones is OCP. Uh, but you got uh, the old man and there's the uh, the actor. Um, shit, I'm not even sure. Uh these these pictures of the actors are so old. I don't even know the character's name. There's the uh, the black guy. Is all I can think to say. Uh, fuck. The, he's so fucking funny as uh, one of the uh, executives there at OCP. Um. Oh, that's Sergeant Reed. That's not. That's clearly not. Um. Let's see here. Is it Felton Perry? Is that his name? Oh, I think it's Felton Perry. I think that is... He was also in RoboCop 3? <laughs> Made it to 3? I don't remember RoboCop 3. Um, Damn it. It doesn't show... <laughs> oh, yeah, that is Felton Perry. Okay. It's like this picture doesn't really look like him so much. This picture's not a great picture as you're bio I feel like maybe he's passed away there's several people that have passed away that were in RoboCop um <clears throat> oh he wrote some stuff too um uh, anyway Felton Perry I guess which I don't remember Donald Johnson I guess is his character's name which I feel like in the original film he didn't have a name either but maybe maybe they did Anywho, uh, which it looks like the, even the sequel of RoboCop, they just call the old man, old man. <laughs> As, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I guess in the first film, they just call Felton Perry Johnson. Anyway, you get Dick Jones getting murdered once again in front of all of these ex- executives at OCP, these, these big wigs. And, uh, they're not really bothered by this much at all. But I guess since they earlier in the film watched their other friend, you know, co-worker slash friend, whatever, get murdered right in front of them, they were desensitized. Because at the end, you know, Dick Jones did try to kill the old man. But uh, RoboCop just fucking fills him full of lead. And all of its glorious violence, just beautiful violence. And... uh I think he falls out the window. Anyway, he just fucking lights him up. And uh, after uh, the old man's like, Dick, you're fired. <laughs> and about to be literally. And it's uh, so good when he, he gets uh, shot. But the the reaction from Felton Perry is like the greatest part to that scene, I think. Where he gives like a thumbs up and just this big ass fucking smile. He just watched Dick Jones get brutally murdered in front of him. Now granted, it seemed like everybody there at OCP really had a disgust for Dick Jones. Except for maybe the old man because he sucked, kissed ass for the old man. (laughs) But the thumbs up that he fucking gives him is just so fucking cheesy and great in the same, same time. It's just very much. Oh, I mean everything. That movie's so good. You get the dick shot scene. I mean, that, like, we've talked about that through the years on this podcast quite a bit. There's the scene where uh, these two guys are trying to rape this woman. <laughs> She's got that terrible wig on. And, uh, of course, um, Robocop comes and uh, shoots through her skirt into the guy's dick. <laughs> it's so fucking good. And there was, of course, like about a decade ago now where they uh, made they had several directors and filmmakers uh, make a scene by scene remake of RoboCop. They like each crew had their own scene that they were doing in RoboCop and they did some there was like claymation. Some I mean, there's very uh, the budget of some of this was definitely uh, uh, (laughs) a lot different on some. Some was like very poorly made. But the the best made scene of that was the uh, dick shot scene. And there's, (laughs) 
in the, in the remake, I mean, they have the same. They did a really good job on making the suit and everything, and just the dress, the the dress and clothes the woman was wearing that was getting raped in the scene they remade. Like, I mean, it, they went through some trouble, and this was before deep fakes. They didn't deep fake this shit. This was they spent some money and some effort into matching that scene from RoboCop, and then they had like. I don't know, like 30 or 40 guys come out and get their dicks shot off. Andrew <laughs> shoots the first guy in the dick. And he just keeps shooting people in the dick. At first, you know, they're the people are clothed, but then by, there's just a bunch of naked dudes running out with their dicks out, and they're getting their dicks blowed off. And, you know, they, they put some effort into the scene. And it's... <laughs> uh, if you go to, like, YouTube and write, <laughs> put in, like, RoboCop dick shot or something like that you'll probably find it it's uh i i feel like i searched for it fairly recently and it was on it was still on uh the old uh youtubes as holy shit the fucking <laughs> that seems so funny getting the uh, dick shot off but again man i think just from the beginning to the end like that ah, fucking robocop is so good I mean, the so visceral in the beginning. Murphy just getting fucking annihilated, annihilated by Clarence Boddicker and Emil and all the other hooli- uh, hooligans. I guess just fucking brutally right in front of Lewis, his partner, and just that you get the impression this just this is just another fucking day in Detroit, <laughs> and uh, man. Starts out with that and then ends with a fucking bang. And uh, it just seems so American. There's all the, just the American stuff in there with the the commercials, the fucking cars, the <laughs> Cobra Assault Cannon, state-of-the-art bang-bang. It's just, oh, so good, so good. Like uh, Neil Diamond has uh, said so many times in Sweet Caroline, so good, so good. As well, no, I guess that's just what the audience says. This <laughs> is so good, so good. The, the, he doesn't repeat it like that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so, uh, man, they, sh- they should put out another uh, really solid RoboCop game. That'd be fun. It's a shame we haven't gotten, like, other good RoboCop films, but they never got, uh, there's been plenty of them. And, like, that last reboot, I did not really care for. I mean, I vaguely remember any of it. Like, uh, it just, it did not capture any of the original film. And, uh, like the TV series, I watched the first series and yeah, didn't capture it. And then it's not just the fact that it's not Peter Weller. I mean, that voice, I have it so much associated with RoboCop, but I mean, the humor, the dark, dark humor that is in that, like, seems like only Paul Verhoeven could pull off. And the the dark humor is just so good in it that uh, and the introspectiveness of it, it's just a fucking masterpiece. As you know, I could probably I wonder what the thoughts are on. I feel like other people should see this, right? Like, like what is this rated on IMDb here? Seven point six out of ten. That's pretty solid. That's pretty fucking solid. As far as ratings on IMDb go, I mean, that's, I would rate it fucking all stars, 10 stars. If there's more than 10 stars there. What the fuck? <laughs> or how could anybody write a bad review on this? But I'm sure there's plenty of people. This is, this movie's just so good. I mean, there's some sci-fi-ness to it. There's, to me, there's just. Oh, I don't want to sign in. I don't want to create an account. Fuck you. I just want to read the reviews. <laughs> uh, 10 out of 10. Yeah, most of these people are giving it very high ratings. As as they should. No one should be like, this is a bad film. Like, holy fuck. It's hard to make like a good film from top to the bottom. There's so many people working on it. Especially one with so much special effects and everything. It is fucking, fucking great. As, uh, yeah, I'm not reading any bad reviews. I mean, if people are spending the time on this, there is a, uh, <laughs> holy hell. 
so good. Um, but uh, that out of the way, I am looking forward to playing some PlayStation and such. Still rocking the Call of Duty on uh, the PC, though. So I'm just so accustomed to doing mouse and keyboard on it. <laughs> it just works better. And I do, uh, you know, play with several people now. I got quite the crew playing uh, Warzone with me. And uh, it's just so much nicer to have my mic that I'm recording this on right now while playing and conversing. And also, I tr- like to troll people sometimes when I'm rocking the proxy chat on uh, Battle Royale with the old soundboard <laughs> and whatnot. I've I've gotten accustomed to, like, when we drop in uh, first to the map, I will pull up a song for us to drop into. Like, uh, I think of the best one is The Boys Are Back uh, back in Town, the uh, Thin Lizzy, you know, the great Irish band. Thin Lizzy, rock that motherfucker as we're going in. <laughs> We've been rocking some turtle ones, too, because the great Shredder will be in Call of Duty soon as a uh, skin for an operator. And that's pretty fucking badass. I am definitely going to get the Shredder skin. There's there's uh, no fucking way around that. There, I am shredding it up, bitches. Bitches, leave. Uh, I don't know what his execution move is going to be. Um, as uh, I think... I don't know if he knew for sure, but Jimmy Cro-Magnon was telling me that... Uh, thinks he's going to do like a double swords or maybe he was just wanting him to do a double sword kill execution move. I was thinking he should definitely incorporate the ooze in something or maybe like have Krang, the brain thing, like come out and help him or like a foot soldier or something. There could be some cool execution moves. Um, But it seems more likely that he'd do something with his claws or swords and fucking mutilate them, shred them. Uh but it would be cool to like just douse them with fucking ooze, maybe throw it down their throat. I don't think that, you know, they're not that involved with the, the kills on Call of Duty. <laughs> so I, it seems unlikely that would happen. Um, And I I was surprised to, to hear that because, I mean, that's, uh, you know, geared towards kids, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So to have like a character from this kid's show on Call of Duty, I was I was rather surprised. Um, I mean, the violence isn't over the top on Call of Duty, but I mean, you are killing people. That is what you're there to do. And to have a property like that from a kid's show to be, be on there is is surprising. It's surprising. I, I was surprised to hear that they would actually give the, the rights to uh, Call of Duty. But then again, I mean, the people that are playing it, well, there are a lot of kids that play Call of Duty, but, hell, there's a, I mean, Turtles has been around for, what, like 30-something years now? And uh, going on 40 (laughs) at this point? It came out in the 80s. So a lot of the people that are playing Call of Duty right now grew up with the Ninja Turtles. And uh, as far as I know, they're not putting any turtles out, but it would be kind of cool to play as one of the turtles or get Casey Jones from uh, the old turtles. The hockey mask going and shit. That's some solid stuff. That's some operator skins I, I am interested in. It'd be really cool, too, if they did, like, some uh, Jason Voorhees or something, some uh, some murderous types. They did have Leatherface one Halloween, which I had Leatherface, but I can't use it on Warzone 2 anymore. Which I, One thing that really drove me nuts. I had Rambo, I had fucking Leatherface, and I can't fucking use them anymore because I'm only doing that Warzone 1. <laughs> and they had the Terminator, Schwarzenegger's Terminator, that you could get. And they had it near the end of Warzone 1. And it didn't carry over into Warzone 2, so what is the fucking point in buying that? And people, a lot of people did buy it. Like, why? Why would I do that? <laughs> Why would I spend $20 on something that I got to use for a couple of weeks? You bastards. Anyway. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm still having some, some fun with Call of Duty, which I still got a little bit of time, I think, while my, my, my crew, at least part of my crew should be on tonight, so I'll maybe get a couple of rounds in. It won't be much. I could possibly get a couple of rounds in, and... Uh, <clears throat> 
I am looking forward to, you know, playing. Uh, I've got, uh, see, I had the Final Fantasy VII Remake for my PS4, and I downloaded it already on my PS5. I wasn't. I transferred the save data from the PS4 to the PS5, but to actually load a game from the PS4, you actually have to have the game installed on your PS4. And then there's some settings you go into in the game <laughs> and transfer it, but then it won't let me re. I didn't have it installed on my PS4 anymore, and it won't let me install it. It's being silly. Um, so I can't play my game that I already went through, and I fucking unlocked everything on that bitch on the PS4. And uh, unfortunately, it's not working out for me on the PS5, but I, the whole point of me getting that is they have. On the PS5 version, they have the extra mission where you can play as Yuffie. And uh, so I'm going through it with Yuffie. And I might buy the Crisis Core, the Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, which is a remake of the old Crisis Core game um, that came out, I want to say, on the PSP. It was not It was a con, It was was a not a regular console. It was a handheld deal. I want to say it was PSP. Anyway. Um, it's the story of Zach, uh, that, uh, Cloud ended up, uh, that Zach was in, in Soldier or whatever, uh, the Final Fantasy VII stuff, and if you're familiar with the Final Fantasy VII at all, which is, if you ask me, the greatest, the original Final Fantasy VII is the greatest game that was ever made. <laughs> I was just maybe the right age at the time, I was like 17 when that came out, um, but to me, it's like the best, greatest. Um, and uh, anyway, when spoiler alert, when you go through the game, uh, Cloud Strife, the main uh, protagonist of the game, is uh, uh, a soldier. He's like the elite unit of uh, <coughs> of Shinra, I guess, and uh, he's a soldier. And uh, you find out later that he wasn't really a soldier. He was really just a, a normal Shinra soldier. And uh, his memory was confused with the uh, fellow named Zack that was actually in Soldier. <laughs> and uh, there's a they, they try to do like a mind fuck with you There's a, at the end. Cloud's not sure if he ever really existed and stuff. Turns out, spoiler alert, he did. And then the new one, the remake, it's kind of cool. They did like a multiverse type thing with it. So I'm curious to see what they did with uh, uh, the other uh, game there. Um, and uh, I know the Yuffie stuff seems kind of cheesy. <laughs> it's kind of cheesy, but I guess her character is kind of cheesy. As uh, I, I'm having to relearn the controls because I haven't played this game in a couple of years. When the remake came out. It was like the height, the beginning of the pandemic. I think it was right when they cut my hours at work. We went to like working like only every other day. And thankfully, I had a little bit of money in the bank at the time and I didn't have nearly as much bills as I do now. I somehow managed to get by and I played the shit out of that game (laughs) on my days off. And the years, but the several years before that, I was working 58 hours a week nonstop. Every fucking week. So it was kind of nice having that time off. But, you know, I would have preferred to work at least 40 hours <laughs> a week at the time. But, uh, hey, I got to play. I played a lot of Final Fantasy VII. And, then, of course, that's when I got my Tom Morello strat. And I was having fun playing with that. <sighs> but, yeah, the Final Fantasy VII, I'm looking forward to that. I, I don't have any other uh, games at the moment. I'm uh, I'm thinking about maybe some other games. I'm thinking maybe The Evil Dead or something. I don't have a lot of money to really buy games. So I know that the part two of the Final Fantasy VII remake is supposed to come out. I think later this year. I'm not sure when exactly. Um, but uh, I I will play that because again I think Final Fantasy VII. I mean it's near and dear to my heart. I didn't find the remake to be quite as endearable as the original. Um, but it, it's worth a good playthrough or two. Again, not not as solid as that first game, and there's just so much in that original one. It was like four discs long in the PlayStation One, which was a lot of fucking memory at that time. And there's just so much to it. There's so much side stuff to it, 
stuff that you don't have to do, but you know, uh, getting all the summons and it's just so great, <laughs> so great. The oh, the uh, I love the uh, gangbang where he's having like Cloud's having like the gay sex and stuff. <laughs> it's like you depending on which room you go into, where he's kind of like forced into a gangbang <laughs> situation. But it's like this weird Japanese humor that's going on. It's so fantastic. It's so fantastic. Which I kind of like what they did in the remake with that. Like, uh, I don't remember if there's actually any sex in it or not. But I know he's dressed as as a woman and dancing. And you have to dance with it. It's pretty, pretty great. And then you have to... Uh, Cornea, you have to go, you know, dressed as a woman when you go <laughs> see him. And uh, depending on how well you dress as a woman, decides whether or not he wants to take you to his bed. <laughs> it's so fantastic. Uh, so good. And what they did with the house. I mean, there was some great stuff about that remake, but I, really what gets me is like the play. I like the turn-based stuff in the original one and like how that was set up and stuff. Where how it is now, it's, it's kind of weird. I, I wish it was kind of more turn-based. And it just really didn't seem like there was as much put into the, like the part one of the remake. I feel like, you know, after playing the original, there was so much and they've cut it up into multiple games now that I'm not getting as much for my money. And that's, that's a bit sad. It's a bit sad. Anyway, I've, I've, uh, I've got, I've got to go jump on and help my, my, t- my team out as, uh, I haven't seen any messages from them. <laughs> uh, but I would imagine, they could uh they could use some backup as uh so that's really all i've got as always that is a kid in a wheelchair not a trash can